Hey guys, this is Matt Marillo. Welcome to another edition of Where's My Cup, a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to gain some tips, tricks, and insights into the world of business. Thanks for joining me again. On today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what you need to know about S-corporations. You hear the term a lot. I'm sure you get recommended to become an S-corporation a lot. But do you really know what that means? So S-corporation status is one of several tax classifications that you may be able to elect for your enterprise, right, for your business. For C-corporations and limited liabilities that qualify, the S-corporate corporation election status offers shareholders advantages that include pass-through taxation and a lower overall tax bill. Now keep that in mind, an S corporation is not an S corporation on its own. It is a tax election. You don't create an S corporation. You elect to be taxed as an S corporation. However, not every business can be classified as an S corporation. There are strict internal revenue service requirements that qualify the S corporation status, along with the usual corporate formalities that apply to other corporations and LLCs. The advantages and disadvantages of S corporation status should be weighed against the needs of your business when deciding whether this classification is right for you. So before we get into the meat and potatoes, let's briefly touch on what is an S corporation. The S corporation derives its name from subchapter S of the Internal Revenue Code. Okay, essentially, the S corp status is an election made with the IRS that, for federal tax purposes, passes corporate income, losses, deductions, and credits through to the company's shareholders. An S corporation is a pass-through or flow-through business entity. This differentiates S corporations from C corporations which are subject to corporate income tax and other entity, entity level taxes. <clears throat> but the IRS notes that the S corporations are not completely spared taxation at the entity level. They are responsible for tax on some built-in gains and in passive income. Next, how is an S corporation formed? So C corporations and LLCs can elect to be taxed under subchapter S. But prior to electing their tax status, they must first be formed as a legal entity. To start, that means a business must register with the state in which it operates by filing articles of incorporation or whatever that state's equivalent document is paying and paying the applicable fees. It then has to comply with the applicable formation procedures like issuing stock certificates as a corporation, uh, and articles of organization as an LLC. The business also needs to apply for any relevant business licenses and other industry-specific certificates, as well as an employer identification <coughs> number, excuse me, or EIN. Essentially, you have to be a formal entity. You have to be a compliant formal entity. Once the entity is officially formed, it then must submit Form 2553, IRS Form 2553. This is the form that allows you to elect the S corporation status. And it has to be done within 75 days from the date of formation and signed by all of the owners. So when is this S corporation status available? The IRS states on Form 2553 that it will accept an election to be an S corporation only when a business entity meets all of the following requirements. 
And those are, it's based in the U.S. It has no more than 100 owners. Its shareholders and members are only individuals, estates, and certain trusts. They may not be partnerships, corporations, or non-resident aliens. It has only one class of stock or ownership. It is not an ineligible corporation. Okay? And that can include some, some kinds of financial institutions, insurance companies, domestic, international sales corporations, things like that. Check with your professional. And it uses an allowable tax year format. The full requirements can be found at the IRS website, so I would suggest going to that to compare with your corporation if you're considering an S-Corp election. So you've decided the form. Now you want to know what the benefits are. So what are some of the advantages of an S-Corporation? Corporation and LLCs, corporations and LLCs, excuse me, tax as an S-Corp provide both asset protection and pass-through taxation. Although you should weigh the perceived advantages of any business classified as an S-Corp against the specific goals of your company, typically we see some of the following <clears throat> uh, things to look at, right? Some of the following advantages of an S-Corporation generally outweigh their disadvantages. So first up, personal asset protection. LLCs and corporations taxed as an S-Corp protect the personal assets of members and shareholders who generally cannot be held personally liable for the liabilities and debts of the LLC or corporation. In other words, creditors and litigants cannot go after the house, bank accounts, and the other assets of the company's members or shareholders. Keep in mind, these are generalities. There are always exceptions. <clears throat> Next, avoidance of double taxation. Among the most appealing features of the S-Corporation is that they will allow pass-through taxation, avoiding the possibility of double taxation. Now, this occurs when income is taxed first at the corporate level and then again at the individual income tax level. Business income for an S-Corp is passed through to shareholders or members who report their portion of the company's profits and losses on their personal tax returns. Business losses reported in this way can help reduce an individual's tax liability. Now, up next, income and tax flexibility. S-corporation shareholders have the option to receive both a salary and distributions from the business. Business distributions, i.e. profits, are not subject to self-employment tax. Their overall tax liability can be reduced. However, the division between distributions and salary must be reasonable, a determination made by the IRS. So if the IRS deems the division unreasonable, it could be seen as an attempt to avoid taxation. Other advantages. <clears throat> Corporations, including those that have elected S-Corp tax status, exist in perpetuity. They're not linked to a specific owner, so even if the owner leaves or dies, the business continues to exist, which can be useful for long-term tax planning. S-Corporations can also file an election if they want to revert back to a C-Corporation. But a corporation that has elected S-Corp status can attract investors by selling shares. And the corporate structure can be a sign of credibility and stability to partners, customers, employees, and vendors. Now that we've touched on some of the advantages, what are some of the disadvantages of an S-Corporation? S-Corporation status has a lot to offer, but before deciding on this classification, consider the following potential disadvantages. 
One, it's not available for all businesses. The strict qualification requirements for S-corporate status exclude some businesses from making the election. Some businesses, such as those with more than 100 shareholders, will not qualify. Right. Next, formation and ongoing costs. Initial state fees are required to form a corporation or an LLC in just about every state. There may also be ongoing fees at the state level and added costs in the form of accounting, bookkeeping, and potentially legal advice. You can deduct these expenses on your tax bill, but keep in mind that if you choose to form a sole proprietorship or a partnership, you can avoid corporate or LLC fees and may need less guidance due to the simpler structure. Apart from that, you have some additional complications. In addition to fees associated with a corporation or LLC, you may have to follow protocols like holding director and shareholder meetings, recording meeting minutes, writing corporate bylaws, keeping accurate records, and fulfilling IRS requirements that are necessary to maintain S-corporation status. And finally, although this isn't the end of the disadvantages, but the last one we'll discuss, the IRS payment scrutiny. The flexibility to receive money from the corporation as either a distribution or a salary comes with some downside. The IRS could determine that the salary is not reasonable and reclassify some distributions as wages, which could result in an additional tax liability and substantial penalties. A business is only as strong as its foundation. To set your business up for future success, you need a structure and tax classification that will maximize its potential. Thanks for listening to this episode of Where's My Cup? If you want to chat further about anything I've discussed today or have a specific topic in mind that you want me to discuss, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, don't forget to refill your cup.